This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 30. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and to help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm Brett Duncan, and I am here with Chris Fuller. Hello, Chris. Hey, Brett. Here we go again. <laughs> Once again? <laughs> That's right. You know, that uh, our last episode, we dug into those Fullerisms. That was a lot of fun. It was a little bit fun. A little, little Russian roulette, if you will, to yeah. uh, uh, keep me on my toes. That's right. Well, you handled it like a pro. It's almost as though you came up with all, all of those one-liners <laughs> or something. So that was great. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely recommend that you do that. Go back and listen to our our. Um, Uh, Chris breaking down about eight different Fullerisms. Uh, We'll tell you more about those at the end of this episode as well. But Chris, today we're going to talk about something that everyone listening right now can relate to. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about leadership at any level, right? And whether you are entry level, a manager, a director, a CEO, whatever. Yeah. There are opportunities to lead and, and opportunities to improve your leadership at every level. There are, and, and it really comes down to that concept of uh, really what I learned from John Maxwell, goodness, back in 93, that leadership is influence. Um, and, and if leadership is influence, I can influence regardless of my title. So, you know, one of the myths around leadership is that you have to have a title to lead. And if I don't have a title, if I don't have this, then nobody's going to listen to me. And, and, you know, ultimately, you know, that sort of truncates or really sort of diminishes our, uh, the mindset that we have to wait for something diminishes our abilities because we won't act on it. So yeah, leadership, influence, connected, all those topics will be, uh, hopefully world changing today. Yeah, excellent. Well, so let's do this, you know, before we dig into, there's kind of three main areas to to be aware of as you're thinking about this. But before we dig into that, speak to the person right now that isn't completely convinced, yes, in my current position, I can lead. Um, Well, I guess the funniest example of that would be, I had an old man that was trying to give me marital advice, Brett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and this old guy was saying, "Son, let me tell you what. I'm the head of my family. You need to be the head of your family. You be the head of that woman." <laughs> and so I was a little, I was a little kind of laughing at the guy. And his wife stepped up, heard what he was saying, and and she, without missing a beat, she leans in and says. Son, let me tell you, I'm the neck, and I'll turn that head wherever I want it to go. <laughs> and so I'm talking about being the neck of the organization. You're go. not in that head, but you can be the neck that influences the head if you do it right. There we go. All right, well, let's do that. Hey, we all <laughs> want to be the neck, right? So it starts with uh, building your awareness in certain areas, right? It does, yeah. And, and the first one is really kind of knowing your target, right? You gotta, you know, I think we've talked about this on a, on a previous episode, but I wanna, I wanna cover it again. And it's so important, um, and it's a point of maturity, right? We're talking about maturity for, right. for 2017. And it's a point of maturity that you realize and you're aware of not only the organization that you're in, but what it means to lead 
here. Yeah. What it means to be an influencer here. Certain things are valued in different organizations over others. So a point of maturity is to be aware of what matters in the organization that I am presently in. And excuse me, and to the leader I am presently reporting to. And so if you don't know your target, how would you ever fulfill the target, right? It's like, it's, you know, essentially you would be aiming at a target that you have no idea uh, where it's at or what they want at the end game. So you've got to, if you don't know what your target wants and how they want it, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So making sure, obviously, as the neck, right, making sure you know, hey, what's what's the head want, how they want it, you need to know them up and down, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you have to know your target. And then you have to know uh, what influences, right, and how they're influenced and, and who's influencing within the organization, right? You know, but part of the thing that I heard was um, in, in some um, Ivy League schools, they talk about leadership being, um, if you want to lead, one of the key components that you need to focus on is proximity and visibility to decision makers. Mm -hmm. So I need to be near the people that are the influencers within the organization, and then I need to influence the influencers. And so there's a couple of things with that. Number one, uh, kind of an interesting stealthy piece of that is it's amazing what you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. Yeah. So if I'm willing to work behind the scenes to really affect change, that's a different concept than if I'm wanting to be out front being the face of change. And so one of the key pieces that I say is you can lead at every level, but you may always not always get credit for that leadership. Mm -hmm. So do I choose influence? Do I choose impact over notoriety? Yeah. And I think that, that we've got to choose influence and impact over image. That's yeah. such a key piece to being that, uh, that one. You know, when we say if you want to lead your people, aim for their heart, really connect deeply with them as a person. But if you want to lead somebody above you, if you want to lead your peers, you've got to find a way to get their ear. If they'll listen to you. Now, there's a number of different components. We've talked about bark. We've talked, you yeah. know, there's a, um, uh, the psychology of influence and class are. There's a number of different influencing components. Uh, for, for those that aren't familiar with um, the psychology of influence, he puts it into a mechanism called class R. And the C is consistency. If you want to be an influencer and you want to lead from every level, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be likable. Mm -hmm. You've got to um, operate with authority or mm -hmm. subject matter expertise. You've got to know what you need to know. Um, social proof is another mechanism of influence. If you get your peer base to support you, then likelihood is the likelihood is others will support you. Um, they have a concept called scarcity and then reciprocity to kind of round that particular piece out. But when I talk about bark, you know, I'm talking about um, be real. Mm -hmm. um, the moment that you try to put on, you know, a front, um, we need you to be real, be consistent, model a great attitude, uh, know your stuff, serve first. All these are different components of the, the bark methodology. And you can find that on the website yeah. um, or in the, uh, uh, in our, in our, um, uh, in our blog, etc. Yeah. So if you know how to be a person of influence, those mechanisms of influence, and you know the target, then it's just a matter of modeling great behavior that they value, mm -hmm. and then having just a great attitude in the midst of it. I'm amazed that people want to have influence when they have a lousy attitude. 
Yeah. If you get a lousy attitude, I don't even, I don't even want to grab coffee with you. I don't want right. to do anything with you. Right. So the first piece about being a leader at every level, lead yourself, have a great attitude, show up, be consistent, you know, be that subject matter expert. You know, these are all key pieces to to essentially um, even the foundational components of being the person you need to be before you're the influencer you want to be. Yeah. And what's the you know, the Woody Allen quote of 80% of life is just showing up, right? And, and I don't know that he entirely meant it this way, but, you know, like you said, I mean, some people listening might even think, they, I have zero influence, you know? And so, you know, maybe your first step is just being intentional and being deliberate about building your influence, right? Why do franchises work? Why will we walk into pick your fast food restaurant of choice? And that's because it is consistent and yeah. it is reliable. So if you are steady as the day in long, you as the day is long, you become a point of reliability to your organization and that becomes your platform with which you will gain your voice. Yeah. But if you don't build your platform, then how will you ever have your voice? Yeah. So we have to know who we're talking to, right? We have to know our target. Have to know we, the have target. To, we have to focus on... Uh, not only building our own influence, but you know, how does influence actually work around here? Right. Right. I mean, and there's obviously every organization has its own little idiosyncrasies there. Uh, but the third part is understanding how they want their information, right? You know, it's, it's a key piece to when you're targeting a target, you've got to know some things like their, uh, their personality, um, if you're talking to a driver, you're talking to somebody that's cut to the point, get to the chase, mm-hmm. three words or less, go, and you're a little bit more of a verbose or an analytic, and you're going to talk them to death, they will walk out of the room while you're still talking. Yeah. Or they will just walk away from you, or they will avoid you. So you've got to look at that person, map their personality, and say, what do they want and how do they want it? Mm-hmm. So if my boss wants information in summary format, I make sure that I do sufficient level of detail to prove it out, but I put a summary sheet on the top of that report so they get the information, how they want to consume it, and the way they want to consume it. And I'm just being smart about that particular piece. Now, maybe on another episode, we'll, we'll get into something, but I, I created a little pamphlet called Cook the Chicken. Yeah. And... Um, Cook the Chicken is essentially a guide to stop serving half-baked ideas. And so one of the pieces is um, when you're serving up these half-baked ideas to your leader, do you think everything through? Do you provide four solutions to every problem? Instead of just finding the problem, be that person that finds the solution or says, here's a situation that's going on, but here's four things I think we could do about it and walk down and be a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem. So many people can find problems and negativity. We need those people that are positive attitudes, positive influence, can-do type people, modeling the right actions, behaviors, and being solution-minded, not problem-oriented. And so when it comes into that cooking the chicken part, um, do you know how they want their chicken cooked? Yeah. Do they even like chicken, right? Yeah. And so when when you look at that particular piece, well, maybe we'll do a, another episode just on cook the chicken. I'd love that. Um, yeah. But that's uh, that's you've got to know how they want it 
Um, do they want you know chicken and Mexican food, chicken and Chinese food? What, what are we talking about? Fried yeah. chicken, yeah. Uh, baked, you know. What, what are, so know how they want it served, know what they like, how to serve it, um, even their methodologies, and even some things like time of day. Do you know when the best time of day is to approach your boss with an idea? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and are you do you have enough money in the bank with them? If you haven't built up enough trust, if you haven't built up enough relational capital with them, um, then then you may need to to go back and really be all that you need to be. So that again, with that long-term approach, that mature approach, that I'm going to earn respect over time, that will then gain their attention. Ultimately, that will give their ear to what I have to say. But I don't expect them to hear me the first time. I expect to have to earn that reputation as one that should be listened to, should be heard. Yeah. Well, man, there's so much to that as far as just obviously knowing um, how your leader wants to receive information and all that goes into that. But also as you're leading it at any, any level, the people you're working with too, right? I mean, if there's levels below you, people around you, obviously knowing a little bit more about that just helps your overall influence over the entire organization. Being other-centric, right, Um, is such a key piece. Knowing how I tend to want to give my information, but also knowing how others want their information. Being other-centric is such a key piece. And, you know, just when you said that, one of the things that just reminded me of is if you are brand new to the organization or you want more power, um, more influence, offer to take notes in the meeting. Mm -hmm. Offer to just be the scribe. Yeah. Because then everyone that wants to know what went on in that meeting is going to come to you for that information. So you're going to get proximity and visibility by being a great note taker, being a great um, architect or or, um, amalgamator, if you will, of all the knowledge that was going on. And then you embed yourself in the process, then you become a, a touch point and then you get the visibility around that. Yeah. But you got to have the visibility, but you, you better be good at it because otherwise you'll be visible and bad. Yeah. Well, I think, too, just building that reputation as the problem solver is so key, right? Because that's, at the end of the day, that's kind of what business is, right? There's problems and <laughs> we get to solve, right? And, and, and you know, it, it takes me back to One Minute Manager, you know, by Kim Blanchard, where it talks about people are bringing in problems. And he's like, the managers, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, well, I don't know. Right. The manager's like, well, you don't have a problem. You just have a complaint. Problem, problems have solutions, you know. I love it. And it goes back to that ownership versus victim mindset. Yeah. It goes back to that owning it as opposed to abdicating it. And so I think that that's such a key piece to um, to look at. Yeah. Well, I think this is a very important, uh, you know, a somewhat shorter podcast episode, but something that really packs a lot of punch because, again, everyone, regardless of what level you're at, you can mature in this area. You can get better at uh leadership at any level and that's really what we've talked about so keep this in mind know your target uh know how they're influenced know who the influencers are know how to build up your own influence right and focus on that Um, and then obviously be aware of just how they like to receive things and that can get very practical Uh, so don't be afraid to be aware of those things and then take advantage of it. Yeah, or just ask. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm building this report. There How you do you like your information? You yeah. know, uh, and, and so uh, above all things, make sure you have that support mindset. Um, what's their vision? What's their priorities? What's their personality? What's their process? Yeah. 
So all of those things are really going to make sure that you put it in a way that's palatable to them to where they would want to consume that and, and you're being very user friendly. It's one of the biggest things that I can talk to uh, young folks about as they get in. Be, be a great attitude and be as user friendly as possible. Um, user friendly gets adopted and that's such a key piece to owning your influence. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, this has been a great episode. We thank you guys so much for being with us today. Uh, as always, would do a huge favor to us. Uh, rate the podcast. We'd love your feedback. Drop a comment in there. Whatever you're listening on, if it's iTunes, if it's SoundCloud, whatever that is, um, share this with someone. You're listening to this. You might have thought of someone specifically who could have really benefit from some of the advice given. And then finally, as always, go to influenceleadership.com. You can Check out all of the work that Chris has been doing with different companies. Uh, it highlights some of his keynote presentations, his consulting services. If you're interested in working with Chris, uh, we'd love to talk to you about that. And then definitely make sure you download the free, uh, the free downloadable document on uh, the 151 fullerisms. <laughs> I promise you just reading through a few of those will, uh, whatever you need to focus on, it'll get you there. So... Excellent document. Chris, before we close things up, any final words? You can be a person of influence if you, if you choose to be. And it's not just the charismatic. It's not just the persuasive. It's not just the powerful. You can learn to be, uh, in the Iditarod example, you can learn to be that swing dog. I don't want to unpack that, but jump in and figure out about the swing dog and be that swing dog for the organization that is an influencer. Own it from where you are. Build it. And you know what? Whatever you want to uh, uh, to be, whatever your focus is on that, you can do it. You just got to make the right moves. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Influence Leadership Podcast. Mm-hmm.